to predict when or where a miracle might occur. For example, Jesus could have stayed in Capernaum, or he could have gone to the north, east, south, or west, but for some reason, he went to Nath, crossed paths with a funeral procession, and was prompted to perform a miracle. If he had gone somewhere else, or arrived an hour earlier or later, this miracle would have never taken place. Miracles occur when you least expect them. So I challenge everyone here who is listening to Dash with Dr. Dixon to open your spiritual eyes and watch God do miracles that will blow your natural mind and take you on a journey of your life. I can tell you from experience, there is never a boring day with God. He is a father that loves to give his children good gifts. Well, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I am just so blessed to share about miracles. It has blessed me. Oh yes, as I share with you, isn't that the way the word of God is? When you have it on your heart to share with others the word of God, and then what? God moves in your life in a magnanimous way. Yeah, that's been my experience. I have a friend in Alabama, and her name is Dolores. She blesses me so every day. She's sending me a word from God. And Dolores, I I just thank God for you. Amen, amen, amen. I just had to say that today. All right, now, seven steps to your miracle. We're going to talk about that today. I'm going to give you seven steps. I know you said seven steps to a miracle. Well, let me tell you, in all that I've been sharing with you the last few weeks about the process of faith and walking by faith, what it means to walk by faith and how to receive your miracle. Hey, we're going to put it all together in a succinct way on today and packaging it up that you can take it with you for a lifetime and see the intervention of God in your life. All right. Step number one, eliminate hindrances. Make sure to deal with any hindrances that could block God's healing power or other blessings in your life. Ask the Holy Spirit to convict you of such things as unbelief, unforgiveness, pride, sin, generational sins, poor choices, and fear. Step number two, worship. Worship will help you focus your eyes on the Lord and receive his perfect peace. Isaiah 26 and 3. Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. Hebrews 12 and 2. And it's crucial to make sure you are looking to him, Jesus, instead of relying on your own strength. I can remember when I first started my ministry and as I started out, the Lord had blessed my husband and I. And so a lot of times there would be needs and people would need mattresses and they would need this and they would need that. And if we didn't have it in reserve, we would go and buy it. And the Lord spoke to me one day and he said, I heard him so clearly and I shared it with my husband. He said, when will you stop being God and allow me to be God in the lives of the people? Oh my goodness. That was at the very beginning of my ministry and God just stopped me in my tracks. And from that, I began to walk by faith in that area. Oh, and God would do so much more for people in areas of needs. And to this day, that community arm of my ministry, Dunamis Community Organization, it is still vibrant. It's still blessing people. It's still helping people in all different levels of life and different perspectives in a great way. From that word God gave me a long time ago, let me be God. I did. And oh, is he moving in people's lives today through the outreach 
of dunamis helping them. Mm -hmm. I just thought I would share that, my little testimony. Oh, yes. And so when you allow God to do that, you begin to worship him and you begin to focus on the Lord and receive his perfect peace that, hey, it's not there, but I know it is there. I tell those that work in the community part arm of my ministry right now, I'll tell them in a minute, in a flash, whatever need comes in, do not answer the people from the perspective of what you see in the storehouse. Oh, no, no, no. You answer them from the perspective as I would. And that is, I said, this is what we say every time there's a need. God's going to fill it and we'll be in touch with you just how we'll move forward from here. Oh, yes. And let me tell you, it happens Every time, not sometimes, it happens every time because I worshiped God this step two and put my focus on him and received his perfect peace about it. I didn't struggle over it. I had no fear about it. I had no doubt concerning it. I knew that God was going to do it and he does it every time. Step number three, pray the word. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to scripture promises concerning your health, concerning your finances, concerning your children, concerning whatever it is, any other area of your life that needs a breakthrough. Declare those promises throughout the day to strengthen you when you're feeling sick or weary or you're tempted to be hopeless about your situation. Let me give you another little tip on that. What I would do. I started this years ago and I still operate in it. That was when the post-its, well, some of y'all, I'm putting age on myself now. Post-its hadn't always been around. Some of you young people here, y'all, yes, all you know is post-its. Well, they haven't always been around. But I would take, and I would take some scotch tape, and I've always been one that had a things to do list. And I would write the scripture out. I'd write that word out and put it on my dashboard. Oh, yes. And when I'd stop at a red light, I'd look at it. Oh, I'd get it down in my spirit. I would take it in with me into my office. And I'd have that scripture there that I could look at, meditate on throughout the day and pray the word of God, telling God, thank you for it. And you know what? Then I took it to another level. Then I would put pictures around. I wanted a baby grand piano back in the 80s. And I was believing God that when I got it, it would be completely paid for. And I was led as I was speaking the word to get a picture of one. I wanted to be white, high gloss, baby grand. And oh my goodness, I put a picture up in my prayer room. And when I would pray, I would look at that and I would say, Lord, I thank you for my white baby grand piano. Oh yes. Oh yes, I did. And I tell you, God brought that baby, white baby grand piano in. They put the baby grand up. Oh, yes. They put it up because it was in pieces when they brought it in. Brand new. Put the baby grand up. But this is the part that I was praying. I said, Lord, I want it paid for. I don't want to owe anything when it comes in. I want you to know God completely paid for that piano. That was back in the 80s. Since that time. And I still have that white high gloss baby grand Piano, uh-huh, is sitting in the fellowship hall right now. And then God is blessed with two other baby grand pianos. It, I'm telling you, his word just doesn't stop. It just keeps multiplying. And I mean, it wasn't that I was praying about them in the same manner. They just came to pass. Oh, God did it. All right, I'm bragging on God right now because he's a good God. When you pray the word and you stand on that word, it will come to pass. And I dare you to get a visual of it up before you. Watch God move. Step number four, wage spiritual war. Be aware of Satan's strategies to rob you of your health and other blessings from God. You know, John 10 and 10, he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. You can identify who it is if it's killing, stealing, or destroying. That's the devil. Mm -mm. The Lord rebuke you. <laughs> and, and you make sure you put on the whole armor of God to resist him. In Ephesians 6, 
14 through 17, put on that whole armor, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the shield of faith, the sword of the spirit. Have your loins girt about with truth and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. And what? Let me tell you, stop making prayerful supplications unto the Lord. Be confident you can overcome the enemy's attacks by the mighty spiritual weapons God has given you. Uh, yeah, Second Corinthians 10 and 4. You know, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, as he said in, in Ephesians. But in Second Chronicles 10 and 4, if the enemy starts trying to fight you in your mind, you cast it down. Remember, when your life is submitted to God's authority, which is his word, you can tell the devil, stay out of my life. And you know what? He must flee. James 4 and 7. All right. Step number five. Ask God for wisdom. Solomon advised us, to get wisdom. That's what he said. Proverbs 4 and 7. In all you're getting, get understanding, get wisdom. Now, your doctor or well-meaning friends may all have opinions about what you should do to remedy your situation, but make sure you are asking God to reveal his instructions for your turnaround. Oh, yes. I, another thing that I do, now listen, I go to the doctor. I go and find out what's going on. I go and see about whatever the situation is. But let me tell you, I do know who the ultimate healer is. It is Jesus. If God doesn't do it, it cannot be done. He's got to lead and guide the doctors. He's got to lead and guide the situation. Whatever needs to be done, you've got to know that God is at the helm. It is him. And you let his peace steer your heart every step of the way. Colossians 3 and 15. All right. Step number six, touch God by faith. Touch him. Touch him by faith. Uh Uh-huh. He's your Jehovah Rapha. God is the one who heals all your diseases. Psalms 103 and 3. All right. No disease known, no disease unknown. Whatever it is, all your diseases, God is the one that heals them. As your Jehovah Jireh, he's the one who promises to provide for all your needs. Genesis 22 and 14, Philippians 4 and 19. Follow the example of the woman who was healed of a hemorrhage when she took a step of faith to reach out and touch Jesus' garment by faith. Mark 5, 24 through 34. You've got to know that God is with you right now and you can reach out and touch him asking for the miracle you need. And number seven, praise him for healing. <laughs> Remember the Example of King Jehoshaphat in 2 Chronicles 20 is uh, several verses. Verses 1 through 30 to really get the whole content from the context. You praise the Lord in advance for the victory, even before you see it come to pass. <laughs> I was sharing the other day uh, with my eldest son, and I told him, I said, son, you know what? I said, you just praise God for the victory. You've already prayed this through. Now, praise him for it. Because it's already done. (laughs) Just start praising him. Just start praising God as you're speaking forth his promise. And praising God. And thanking him for the manifestation. It works every time, people. When you just begin to praise him. Mm -hmm. I've already prayed and asked him. Now, you know what? I know it's done. As soon as I asked him, it was done. And if there's any delay of the enemy trying to deny my breakthrough, he cannot. As I pray that word and believe for my miracle, I am resisting the enemy. He's got to flee. (laughs) Oh, people of God, people of faith, it is time for your miracle. 
And as you begin to operate in these foundational truths, scriptural truths that I have given you, you will begin to see your miracle manifest on this side because God has already done what he's going to do in the spiritual realm. Now you get busy operating in these principles in the natural realm and you will see God manifest for you. I'm just led. I want to pray a prayer for you today. Let's just pray together right now. Okay. I'm going to pray for you. Um, Father, Heavenly Father. Oh, I'm just so glad I can say that to you. May your miracle working power touch each and every one listening to this broadcast. God, you have blessed us. We're reaching into other countries. We just added on Greece and Canada the other day. Countries added in to those that we already have. We're adding on countries. And we're so glad that you're listening in. We thank you, Father, right now that your power, your miracle working power is touching your child in their area of need today. Let them feel your presence. Let them feel your peace. My staff and I proclaim today in Jesus' mighty name that every promise in your word is true for them. Make them a testimony of your love and power. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, I'm thanking God for you. I'm thanking God for you. We are so happy that you're there. Well, I want to say the United States, first of all, then Greece and Canada. Oh, yes, Jamaica. We're so thankful that you're there. Spain, we're so thankful that you're there. Turkey, we're so thankful that you're there. We are thankful that you have tuned in with us. I'm I'm looking at my staff to see, is it any more that I, I know it's some more that I'm not naming, but I know that they are there. I have no doubt that you're listening in and tuning in. They didn't know that I was going to go in this direction, so they didn't have that right here to give to me. But I'm telling you right now, all the countries that tuning in, we're able to see you. We know when you are there. We're so happy that you have become a part of what we're doing here with Dash. And as I close, my prayer for you is that God allows you to live as long as you want and that you never want as long as you live. I am Carol Dixon and this is Dash. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Dash is here to serve the community positively, productively, and prayerfully. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can listen to this podcast and previous podcast episodes again and again. Also, share Dash with neighbors, friends, and family members by sending the podcast through email, text, and Facebook. If you need more information about Dr. Carolee Dixon and Dash, go to caroldixon.net. We'll see you next week. <music>